Hello and welcome to this IBR Extra, a podcast from the Iowa Business Report. I'm Jeff Stein. In the 52nd edition of our program, which aired during Christmas weekend 2020, we got a sense of what the first quarter of the new year may look like. Each quarter, the Iowa Association of Business and Industry surveys its members on matters including projected sales, employee levels, and capital investments. The new survey, conducted during the second week of December 2020, suggests increased optimism for 2021. Mike Ralston is president of the Iowa Association of Business and Industry. The first thing that struck me was how the results continue to be so positive in the face of a global pandemic that has caused issues regarding supply chain, employee health and safety, and a whole bunch of other things. Iowa manufacturers continue to uh, do well, and they expect even better things in the next quarter. What do you think is driving that? And I say this because we hear, Mike, that people in other parts of the country are in desperate straits, and I have no reason to doubt it. But yet, our state government has a a good reserve in the Treasury. We have a huge percentage of our workforce deemed essential. But what is it that lets Iowa businesses and manufacturers do so well compared to our brethren in neighboring states? Well, I think there are a couple things. And this isn't a political statement, but Iowa manufacturers tend to be more conservative. And by that, I mean, going into the pandemic, they didn't have... uh, large outstanding credit balances. They didn't owe a lot of money. They also didn't have a lot of inventory sitting out on some lot somewhere that they didn't have orders for. The fact that they now have orders for what they are making is causing a challenge on the other end. They wanna make more, more product, more goods, get them out the door. But the fact that they've been able to plan cautiously, conservatively, has been a good thing in this case for our Iowa manufacturers. And the last thing I note is some of those supply chain issues we talked about relate to Things you and I have talked about before about other states that have had lockdown orders or have closed down things for even a short period of time and some for much longer periods of time. And that meant that their manufacturers in those states couldn't provide product to folks. So they turned to other places. And in many cases, those other places included locations in Iowa involving Iowa manufacturers. And so we certainly don't wish ill will on anyone, but that has certainly benefited Iowa manufacturers. Iowans tend to be again, not politically, they tend to be cautious, conservative. That is the mindset that we tend to have. And so for these folks, they were, as you say, not overextended, but yet they're still very optimistic and they're willing to put capital out there, even with an uncertain future for not only employees and workforce, but also, and this is something that that I really think shows it, the capital expenditures. It's one thing to keep bumping along. These folks aren't standing pat. Jeff, you're right. You know, I always say Jeff Stein is Iowa's best business broadcaster, and you're, you're making that point again. The fact that they're optimistic is one thing, but the fact that they're willing to back up that optimism by major expenditures, whether that's a new uh, multi-million dollar piece of equipment or whether it's a new uh, plant expansion, those are big deals. They're big deals for those companies, for their employees. They're big deals for their communities. And almost 70% of the people that responded to this survey expect to make a capital expenditure in the first quarter of 2021. There's no greater testament to optimism than that. And that's a huge increase as I look at the number from just the quarter before. 11% more are saying they're going to put forth a capital expenditure. Is that because of the time of year? 
or is it because of this optimism that we just keep talking about? Yeah, I think it's more a reflection of the orders that they see coming in or the orders they see on the horizon that they could take advantage of if only they had that extra piece of equipment or greater manufacturing capacity. I think it's, uh, you know, they wouldn't put their money where their mouth is if they didn't have an order out there they thought they could get. And if you're going to expand your operation, put capital into the business, it makes sense that you're going to need more workers and Wow, this is really one of the most optimistic signs. The number of people who say they're going to increase the number of people on their payroll. Yeah, over half of those who responded felt that way, that they would increase their employee base. What I think is interesting about that is I think that there are some folks who took the survey and they would say, I would want to add people, but we don't think we can find them. So I'll bet the number is actually higher of people who want to add to their workforce. All right, well, let's touch on that. It's a topic that we've talked about before, that you have a number of members who would like to expand their businesses, pandemic or not, but the problem is they don't have the right workforce. How do you manufacture people to work at these manufacturing and business operations? We certainly need more people in Iowa. A couple things are coming into play that are helpful. Number one, there's data to document the wages are rising in Iowa. And that's a a reflection, I think, of the marketplace. And that's a good thing. That ought to help to attract more people. We're seeing, again, some actions in other states that are leading people to think, you know what, my future's not here. It's not in Illinois. It's not in New York. It's not in California. Let's go someplace where our family can do better. Many of those folks are looking at Iowa. That's great. Anything we can do to get people to come to this state is a good thing. And we need to do more of that. During the year that this program has been on the air, And last week was just another example. In interviewing the businesses that we profile, they have good, solid foundations in Iowa. And their expansion is not only to other states, but much larger cities in these other states. And I think that makes the point that you've got a foundation here. And if you can't grow here, they have enough initiative to go buy somewhere else and instill the Iowa values there and get the supply chain going. But you wouldn't necessarily think that the small town buys a plant in a big city, but you see that in a number of respects. Oh, it does happen. I'm going to talk about a 100-plus-year-old company in southwest Iowa, Lyle Corporation. They make automotive tools and other things. They make some for their own brand, and then they make some for others. A great company, really, really well run. They have a growth through acquisition strategy, and for decades, they've acquired other companies move their operations to small-town Clorinda, Iowa, and continue to grow and do well. It's a real-world proof of what you just said, Jeff. There are a lot of great companies here. They have a great mission and values set, and they uh, bring those other companies here. Or like you said, they may acquire them, leave them there, but they instill their values in them and ultimately leads to a successful business. You have approximately 1,500 members in Iowa ABI, and about half are manufacturers. Do you find with your conversations, these surveys, anecdotes, there's a distinction between the manufacturing element, the original foundation of what is now ABI, with regard to their feelings on business, as opposed to other operations that are, shall we say, non-manufacturing? Yeah, a little bit. And manufacturing certainly drives our organization and in many ways drives Iowa. But we do hear from our other members that, uh, you know, there are challenges. I won't say this very artfully, but I'm glad that we're not the Iowa Restaurant Association. The staff at that organization has done a fantastic job on helping their members 
helping Iowa restaurants and bars and taverns stay open. But boy, do they have challenges. Iowa manufacturers have been deemed essential workers, as you noted earlier, so they've been able to stay in place. A lot of our members service Iowa manufacturers, and so they've benefited from manufacturing being an essential business, and they've been able to stay in place to serve them. So we're fortunate that our member base is related in that way, and, and we've been able to weather this perhaps better than some. Well, this is the final program for this calendar year, and so I want to take the opportunity to thank Iowa ABI and you in particular for helping us get this program off the ground for this interesting year of 2020. I'm not sure when we discussed starting this radio program, we thought we'd be talking about many of the topics we did, but without ABI's strong support and foresight, we would not be having this program finishing year one, starting year two. So I want to make the audience aware of the involvement of the organization, but you in particular in having confidence in this project and its viability. Well, you beat me to it. Really, I wanted to say, Jeff, that we are so grateful to be involved and to support the work you're doing here. I I want to say it again for the record. You're Iowa's best business broadcaster. You tell the story better than anyone else. You certainly don't cover anything up. You don't give a pass when it isn't warranted. But you understand business and and educating Iowans about the great businesses that exist here is something we were grateful to be a part of and so grateful to you for allowing us to do that. Thank you very much. Mike Ralston, president of the Iowa Association of Business and Industry. Learn more by going to their website, iowaabi.org. We spoke via Zoom on Friday, December 18th. The Iowa Association of Business and Industry is a supporter of the Iowa Business Report, radio program, and podcast. The Iowa Business Report airs weekly on dozens of radio stations across the state of Iowa, with the podcast posted right here every week, along with additional IBR extras and IBR business profiles. I'm Jeff Stein for the Iowa Business Report.